begin. Yesterday was Daf Yud Gimel number thirteen. Today is number fourteen. We have a we have a yard site today. Let's see if I can remember the name. Mordechai ben Shmuel Yitzchak. So it's Neshama Shav Naliyah. Amen. And uh, also I have a minor for Shleimetal who need it. Okay. We're starting off. Well, Hadassah Basronia. Amongst them, Hadassah Rachel Basar. What? Okay. All right. We're naming the names already. Okay. We mentioned your father. Okay. Yeah. All right. You have the name? Yeah. I yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it good. They, they, everyone verified. I got it right. Mordechai ben Shmuel Yitzchak. Okay. Um, so we're starting at the mission towards the top of the page on, on Daf Yud Gimel. Um, and here in this Mishnah, the woman is claiming that she, um, the reason why she appears to not be a virgin is not because she did anything wrong. She fell on that area, a piece of wood, penetrated, and that's why, uh, and that's why she's good. It's called in the Lashon of the Mishnah, Mukas 8, hit by a piece of wood. Um, and he says, what are you talking about? It was a uh, man. This is, you can't fool me. So they go to court. Um, and we have here again Machlokas between Rabbi Gamliel together with Rabbi Yezer versus Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Yezer say we believe her. And Rabbi Yeshua says, Lo mi piha anuchayin. We do not live off of her mouth, meaning um, the burden of proof is on her. She's assumed to be uh, been, been with a man until she can prove otherwise. Okay. So the question is, um, what was uh, the claim exactly? Tanasayu b'may. What was her uh, claim? Uh, meaning, what exactly are they saying practical? So it's machlok. According to Rabbi Yochanan, um, she is saying that since I'm a mukas eight, that means I'm entitled to a ksuva that is two hundred, and um, and he is saying no. You, since you're Muka, since you're a drusasish, you're only entitled to one hundred. That's how. Rav Yochanan learns. Uh, Rabbi Lazar disputes that. He says that no, he, she is admitting that she's only entitled to 100 because she's Mukasates. And he is saying, no, you don't deserve anything because um, you're Jesus Ish. And that's the story. Now, Rabbi Yochanan is talking 200 and 100 because he also like Rameiru who says that whether or not it was known, uh, he was aware of uh, her status beforehand. She's still entitled to the full 200 if she's Mukasates. Rabbi Lazar holds with a hundred versus nothing because he holds like the Rabbanan that says that whether she's aware or not, if it's Mukaseit, it's only one hundred. <coughs> okay? But again, it's not a Mekach Tos for the one hundred, uh, according to, um, uh, for the, for the, for the Mukaseit. It doesn't qualify as a Mekach Tos, it just qualifies to keep it at one hundred. That's the idea. Now, according to Rabbi Lazar, it makes a lot of sense why he didn't go with Rabbi Yochman's understanding. Because he wants it to go like the rabbis, which is the primary opinion. But according to Rabbi Yochanan, why wouldn't he say it's like Rabbi Lazar, that it's between 100 and nothing? The answer is, is that he believes that even if she was a Jerusalem, that uh, he married her, Becheska's Psula, it turns out that she's a Beula, so she's still entitled to the same 100 Ksuva. So if that would be the case, he's saying that, look, there was a man involved, therefore... You're not a virgin. I don't have to give you the ksuva for a virgin. I only have to give you the ksuva for of of a one hundred of a non-virgin. And she's saying uh, that it's one hundred. Um, so what's so that 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 that's what she's saying. 
Okay? Um, so what's the difference? There's no difference practically. She's saying Amukas eight, therefore it's 100. He's saying you're Bu'ula, therefore it's 100. So there's no practical difference between their arguments. So, so they say, you know, each one can believe what they want. The same Ksuva is going to be only 100. And therefore, what do we, we don't even need to de- determine the answer to this question. Okay, if that's the case. So therefore, obviously, the only way to make it make sense that there's something of actual dispute between them, practical dispute, would make it fit in if you go with Ramirez's opinion says that Amukasetz is entitled to 200. Now, the Gemara furthermore says that the Rebelazar, each Mishnah is necessary because one, one Mishnah is countering Rami Barham's opinion, the other one's countering Rabbi Barham's opinion. Because remember, there's some... There was an opinion that said um, um, that it, when she's saying that, uh, that it was after the betrothal that I was raped, so, um, and the, there was a claim of a Mecca, and he's saying, no, it was from before, and it was a Mecca tos, and therefore I don't have to give you anything. Um, and the, basically, that's not like Chia uh, Ba'avid who says that if you marry Absula, it turns out to be a Ba'ula, then she's still entitled to 100. So it's to counter that opinion, because uh, that's the opinion of that it's nothing, not that, the one, that he's claiming that I owe you nothing. And, um, and also when it says, that's coming to counter Rami Barhama, because Rami Barhama said earlier that, um, uh, that, that there's nothing for Mukhazetz. In other words, it would follow, qualify also as a Mekartos. So basically, it would they're serving both both Mishnayos are serving a purpose to counter those varying opinions. But according to Rabbi Yochanan, why would we, why would we even need the two Mishnayos? So the answer is is that there is a purpose of, even in Rabbi Yochanan's world for the two Mishnayos, because they show you how far the dispute between Rabbi Shua and Rabbi Gamliel uh, go. Because in our first Mishnah, it's, uh, <laughs> there's a existing Chazak, there's a Migu that she has, and that Migu. Um, should help augment her position. And even so, Rabbi Yeshua says, we don't trust her, lo mi And in her second Mishnah, there is no Migo, um, and uh, still, Rabbi Gamliel says, we believe her. So, so the, the, that's why you need to apply both Mishnahs to tell you that whether there is a Migo or not a Migo, there's an opinion of Rabbi Gamliel still trusts her, Rabbi Yeshua still does not. Okay. Next case is we saw a scenario where she was with, she was talking to a person, and they said, "Who's this man that you've been talking to?" She said, "Well, he's a he's a Kona, he's a Kohen. Don't worry, uh, he's a person of uh, good years. So I'm not, no, 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 nothing has been compromised. So Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Ezra says we believe her, and Rabbi Shua says again, Lomi Pianuchayin." And we assume that she actually had relations with somebody who would render her apostle and unfit to marry a Kohen. And therefore she's also to a Kohen unless she can prove otherwise. Now, what if she's pregnant? That's case B of the Mishnah. So now it's not just the, okay, so there's something more that happened here. So um, what's the story of this fetus? Uh, if she says that he's, well, it comes from a Kohen, I, and, and therefore she, the fetus is fine. So Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Lezer says, we trust her. Rabbi Shua says, we don't trust her. Okay, but it's assumed that this child comes from illegitimate stock unless you can prove otherwise. And that's the basic Mishnah. So now the question is that we're using the terminology of midaberis. Midaberis means speaking. 
Obviously, it doesn't mean just speaking. If they were speaking, that's not, you know, that's not, whatever. It's not what it, what's going on. So it's a machlokah. Ziiri says that, that all of Midaberis means is that she went, went in seclusion with this man. We don't know that anything necessarily happened, but we do know that they were alone in a room. Okay? And Ravasi says, Nivala, that it means that they actually did have relations. They were not, they were intimate with each other. That's what Midaberis means. Now, Ziiri reads very well because the word mitaberis fits with uh, where they were speaking alone in privacy, so we don't know what they're talking about, and that's what the suspicion is. But we don't know for a fact that they had relations. But according to Ravasi, why would they use the word mitaberis to describe an act of relations? The answer is it's a cult using an, a cleaner expression. There's young children around, so whatever. We say things that are like, you know, a little more. You know, when um, they say in Hebrew, Hamevin Yavin, you know, who, he who understands will get it, okay? Um, so, uh, right, so that's the idea. Um, as we find that we find such things in the Mishle, describes what a woman is doing. She eats and she wipes her mouth and she says that it did nothing wrong. Now, she's not eating there. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about active relations, but we understand it is uh, saying it in a cleaner way. <laughs> now, Ziiri fits also because it's two cases. The first case is just they were just alone, and the second case is she was actually pregnant, she actually had relations. Um, but according to Ravasi, why do you need two cases? The answer is, they're both active relations. The answer is, is one is to tell you her status, the other one is to tell you her child's status. So if you say, it's well, it happens to be that there's a whole machlokes that we'll get to in the end of yesterday's daf, which is uh, whether um, we believe the one who's, if we believe her about herself, we also believe her about her child. There's an opinion that says that if we believe her about herself, she, that doesn't mean that we believe her about the child. The child, she's not able to establish the status of the child. So, what are you going to say then? The answer is, obviously, Rav Asi, who says this, would only explain the case that we do believe her about the child, and that's why he talks about both cases, one for her, one for her child. Okay. Now, Rav Papa said to Abai, according to Ziiri, who says that it's just alone in a room, what is that? What, but but uh, Rabbi Yeshua says that um, she's in a room, we don't, uh, we, she's also. Um, and the question is, I mean, all the war were in seclusion. <coughs> the problem is, Rav says that we give lashes to Yichud, meaning if two, if um, a man and a woman went, were not married to each other, went alone in a room together, we We'd beat him up, but we'd give them lashes as a punishment. But we're not going to say that anybody's usher, because um, we don't assume necessarily that they that she lost her cheskas kashrus punishment for definitely doing something wrong, but not, not, not that. And and here we seem to be saying that she's not allowed to marry a kohen. So is that not like Rabbi Yeshua? So is Rab not holding Rabbi Yeshua? Not necessarily. Could be that he holds like Rabbi Yeshua, and um, it's a special mala that they did for Yichus. We want, we're very makhbit for kahanim that we don't allow them to marry anyone of a questionable nature, and this at least falls into that category as this extra, you know, extra level of assuredness that we don't have any suspicions. <coughs> okay, next we saw um, that uh, we have a question. If we saw her go into uh, a private private area with uh, with a man, or with, or to an abandoned home, a korva, korva is a ruin. Okay. So again, the understanding is that you, when you're going into a ruin, you're not going into uh, um, 
to play a game of chess. Okay, that's clear. That's not what's going on. It's clearly only, go, only going there for, uh, to have relations. That's the understanding. So, uh, they ask, what is the nature of this man that you're with? He's a Kohen, he's my cousin, whatever it is, she's identifying him. Um, so Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Lezer says we trust her, Rabbi Yeshua says we do not trust her. Should we assume that she had relations with um, either a Nasin or a Mavzi or somebody who will render her unfit to marry a Kohen? Until she could prove otherwise. Now, Ziiri, I understand why it's two cases, because Seisar is where they're just in seclusion, not assuming that they necessarily had relations, and Chorva is where they did. That fits very nicely with Ziri's take, but with Ravasi, who says that it's Bia, so well, they're both Bia, so why do we need to talk about two cases of active relations, right? So the Gemara says, you're right, we mix it into one case. The Seser de Chorva. Uh, doesn't it say or? So it's either or. So the answer is, is that there's two kinds of Chorva. There's a Chorva that's in town, and then there's a Chorva that's out of town. What's the difference? It's a big difference, because if it's in town, then we know who the characters are. We know who the peop- men in town are. If they're all basically Jewish, mostly Jewish, and then we have a majority that wrote Sherem And therefore, we, don't, uh, we would maybe be able to use that as a factor to permit her. However, if, um, if, it's the other, if, it's, if it's in a Chorva that's out of town, that's what Chorva means, then there's Rog Ar because we don't know who anybody is over there. And um, so therefore, that's when maybe they would agree, with, uh, the rabbis would agree with Rabbi Yeshua, that's why I have to tell you both cases. Okay, that Rabbi Yeshua um, doesn't trust her even in town, and the uh, Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Yelazar, Rabbi Yezer said, do trust her even, uh, even when it's an out-of-town ruin. Okay, next question we asked is that uh, we said that a woman is trusted over here, and Rabbi Yeshua said she's not. So then Rabbi Yeshua tried proving his point. He says, don't you agree? woman who's taken into captivity, and we have witnesses that she was taken into captivity, even if she claims that she didn't, wasn't touched, um, we do not believe her. So, um, is that the same thing here? We shouldn't believe her. So, they said, isn't there a big difference? The difference is, is that there's witnesses that saw her in captivity. Um, so, that's the big difference. So, it's like, yeah, well, I have witnesses too. Look at her belly. Okay? That's as good as witnessing that uh, we know for a fact that somebody's been there, been with her, intimate, okay? Um, and then they respond, a very unusual response. They say, look, most Gentiles are prudes and barayas. And he's like, yeah, well, that might be true, but ain't apotropos barayas, which basically means that there's nobody who can say, well, I don't have temptation, okay? Uh, you're a human being, you could be tempted as well. So there's nobody who's above that, and therefore, everybody is a potential problem, okay, in this area. Okay. Now, the question is maybe, what are we talking about by Aedis um, Isha um, about herself? But in Aedis Isha about her daughter, everybody would agree the child's a Stuki. Now, that's the end of the quote here. Now, the Gemara is trying to analyze the two stages, the different conversation back and forth. So we want to know what was the, what was, they arguing, what do you argue back? Because the conversation doesn't seem to flow because they don't seem to be answering the question that he's raising. So this is the rest of the story or the explanation of the story. So um, that what they're telling him, what they're telling Rabbi Shua, the other rabbis telling Rabbi Shua, is like, you're absolutely right about the pregnant woman. 
um, that for sure she, it's as if there's witnesses. So that's very, then in that sense, you bested us that in that case, we should look at it like a shvuya that she should be prohibited. But what about the midaberis? Midaberis, doesn't that just mean uh, that they were in seclusion? Why would you assume that, uh, that she's prohibited? The answer is, so he's answering back to that, is that, yeah, that's a woman in captivity. She's also only alone with, the, with those men. So they said, to, they said back, yeah, but that's the, those men are, are goyim, and most, and most Gentiles are prutz and marayos, and therefore that's why being alone with them is tantamount to assume that, they definitely, that she definitely had relations. And therefore we don't believe her if she says she did not. Okay, it's, uh, you know, we don't assume that the pirates are on the highest level of uh, morality. It's just not the way it works. Okay? So, what? You're right. It's basically what it is. Okay? Um, so he said to them, yeah, well, guess what? When, you're alone, when a man is alone with a woman, there is, uh, we can't make any assumptions either. Okay? That's basically what his argument back is. Okay. Meantime, What's relevant from this whole discussion is that we have two cases. We have Midaberas and Milberas, which is a disproof to Ravasi, because Ravasi said that Midaberas was a case of Nivala. And here, <laughs> so definitely Ravasi is incorrect, and we're going with Ziri's understanding that Midaberas just means Nistara. Okay. Um, and that's how this conversation clearly indicates. Okay. Now the question is, what about the factor of rope sulanetzla on the ship, on the pirate ship? Most people are puzzled, okay. And here it's mostly rope sheirmetzla. So this proves really Rabbi Shulman Levi's understanding, because Rabbi Shulman Levi says that the person who says it's permitted is even if it's rope sulan. That's Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Eliezer. They say we trust her even if most people are puzzled. And uh, the one who says puzzle, meaning Rabbi Yeshua, will say puzzle even if most people are chol kosher. We don't, uh, we don't, we, in other words, we never take, neither side takes rove as a factor. Okay? Now, yeah. uh, Rabbi Yochanan says, uh, and this is where we got into that discussion, that even though that we believe her about herself as well as about her child. And uh, the one who, who says we don't believe her, we don't believe her about herself or her child. And Rabbi Lazar disagrees with Rabbi Yochanan, and he says that, no, even though the Rabbi Gamliel and Rabbi Lezer say that we believe her about herself, we do not believe her about her child. Why is that? So Rabbi explains that Rabbi Lazar holds that as far as she's concerned, there's something that you have on her side, which is the chazaka that she is. Uh, she starts off with the cheskas <laughs> kashas, but her daughter, who's trying to establish her status, you know, there is no cheskas kosher pre-existing about her, and therefore that's more problematic. Okay. So Rabbi Lazar tried proving his point to Rabbi, Lazar, Rabbi Yochanan, because it says, we believe her by edesisha begufa. But edesisha bebita, everybody would say the child's a shtuki. Isn't that pretty much saying what Rabbi Lazar is saying? That we have the child's of questionable nature. That's how we normally understand the shtuki. We don't know who the father is. you got to assume it could be anybody. Okay? Even somebody who's possible to marry a going. So, uh, Rabbi Yochanan says, no, shtuki in this case means shtuki v'kasher. And uh, is there such a thing as a shtuki that's kasher? The answer is yes. Like Shmuel says, a very fascinating halacha. You have ten kohanim in a room. These are the only people around. And a woman in the next room. One of the kohanim in the middle of the night went and impregnated the woman. Um, that woman, um, although we know that the child is definitely a kohen, really, technically, um, we can't. We don't treat that child as a kohen. As a kohen. 
a pasuk in this week's parasha, you need to know who your father is in order to be a Kohen. And you're not a Kohen if you don't know who your father is. And that's the, and that's the idea. And uh, that, so again, but as far as being a kosher person, allowed to marry anybody? Absolutely. And therefore, if she's a girl, she can marry a coin. Um, she can, uh, she can, you know, we she don't consider about she, when she gets 400 on Tuba. This I don't know. Somebody asked me, is she considered Baskoin? Uh, Lakula, that, uh, you know, Baskoin Chizinsa, or like all those things. Does she have the Chumras of a Baskoin? Anyway, um, then the answer is, I, my assumption is that, no, as far as that, she's not a Baskoin, but uh, as far as being the kosher, yeah, she's kosher. That's How come we don't take all the 10 guys and beat them up to find out who did it? Shouldn't they, a, a proper Cohen okay. would admit to it, right? Uh, you know, right? Uh, <laughs> Maybe they were, all, they were all drunk and had no 